sustainable success is so much more than just like ethical sales strategies. It's really about how do we carve out our own unique path to success for ourselves? Because here's the thing, every strategy works. I know that some coaches probably don't want you to know that, but they actually all work. It's just, is it going to work for you? Is it going to work for your energy? Is it going to work for your business? Is it going to work for your version of success? So sustainable success hinges, like your ability to sustain success hinges on your ability to understand your own unique success path. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. Welcome to another very special episode where we're interviewing one of our cosmic change makers, new spiritual bestie. And this episode is going to be a little double the pleasure, double the fun, because we're bringing you two astrologers to have a talk about entrepreneurship, strategy, coaching, living in just like your full celestial success. That's right. Some of you probably know her. We have on the podcast Jazz Bori. And Jazz Bori has 15 years of entrepreneurship, multiple years, five years in luxury corporate sales, and four years of leading her own online coaching and astrology business. And she has really devoted her expertise and wisdom now to helping spiritual entrepreneurs and visionaries unlock their unique path to success by optimizing their full potential so they can build, grow, and scale oh, my favorite part, their purpose-led businesses for holy fuck-worthy success sustainably. And you see why I'm so hyped? We're going to have a talk. I just know it. And she's tuning in all the way from down under in Australia. So meet your new spiritual bestie, Jazz. Welcome to the pod. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. It is definitely a special experience hearing your bio back to you. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like you like rewrite it and you rethink it and you tweak I mean, it, you edit you tweak like- <laughs> it. And you're like, is that still me? I, I feel like I'm into something else more, but no, I, it was just so beautiful hearing that back. So yeah, I'm your new spiritual bestie. Hey, how are you? Hi, Jess. <laughs> Thank you. No, I love that. I, know, I think especially for all of us, like multi-passionate, us fans, yes. I'm like, we do so much. We don't even realize. And we're always on to the next thing. And there's something about just sitting and basking in your own like bad bitch bio. So that was your earth bio. That was your muggle bio. So what you've been doing here on the earth plane. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your cosmic bio, aka your big three, and as an astrologer, any other parts of your chart that you think are relevant to the convo? (laughs) Yeah. So I am a Gemini sun, Gemini moon, Scorpio rising. I resonate deeply. I am fully repping my villain status with that big three. That's just like everyone hates Geminis, everyone hates Scorpios. (laughs) But, you know, it's really interesting for me because I've actually found out that I was a Scorpio rising only about, oh, I want to say about 18 months ago now. It's probably a while Mm. ago now. My mom had my birth time wrong. In Australia, we don't have it on our birth certificates. You get it in this like random piece of paper that sometimes people save and some people don't. 
And I had always had an inkling because I had known that I was a Sagittarius rising. I'd always had an inkling that it wasn't quite right, mm. something off. And I just thought, oh, maybe it'll reveal itself to me like later in my life. It'll resonate more, whatever. And one night I just, my parents were like, your birth certificate and all this shit, like you're an adult. You need to take this to your own house now. <laughs> I love that rite of passage. You know what I mean? Like, can we stop holding all of your like baby teeth Report or whatever that we've kept? <laughs> yeah. So it's like they, anyway, so they, they were like, you knew take this. And I found that piece of paper and I was like, oh my God, my birth time was half an hour out. And I looked at my mom. I was like, what the fuck? Are you fucking serious? She's like, she's like, it doesn't make that much of a difference, does it? I was like, it makes all of the difference. And look, it didn't change a hell of a lot, but it did change my rising sign and it changed some of the houses in which my, especially my personal planets, like my Mercury, not so much my Mercury, rather my Venus changed, but everything just really landed in a really powerful way. And it just made so much sense as to why everyone's always found me super intimidating why people mm-hmm. think that I hate them when I first meet them, why I have a resting bitch face, all these things. But I'm a Gemini at heart and obviously my son as well. So once people do crack that, I may be a little like spiky. Mm-hmm. I don't even yes. know what to call it, but aura, I think that maybe yeah. I give off. They see that I'm just ready to have a chat, you know? So oh my God. Right, there's right, a little right. bit of a story behind that. I thought you'd no, like it. I love hearing that story. And it um it is funny because it's like there's a big difference. And obviously, like once you know, you're like, that makes so much more sense. And I actually definitely think just from your vibe of you know, being here on this riverside platform with you, I'm like, I always say so I'm married to Scorpio rising. So like everything you said, like the little bit of like unapproachable, the little resting bitch yeah. like, yes, but also very sexy very mysterious and i would say like it's giving a little like sexy vampire meets like rock musician like like the leather studded like jackets on underneath that you're like it's ooey gooey center or whatever comes after but i appreciate your scorpio rising a lot and i even feel it from you instantly (laughs) yeah you've hit the nail on the head and it's funny because i'm someone who never really thought that i was cool like i always wanted to be part of the cool crowd but I never really thought that I was cool. I really saw my awkwardness and just never felt like I truly belonged anywhere and mm-hmm. all these types of things. And then when I saw the Scorpio rising after being an astrologer for however many years, I was like, oh, people just think I'm really cool and they're intimidated by me. Wow. Okay, cool. now it makes sense. <laughs> okay, I actually am cool. And it was really beautiful because I I embraced who I was on a whole new level, especially my branding and my business. I Mm. really was able to meld who I was. It's funny you say like the leather rock star sort Mm -hmm. of thing because that was definitely who I was in a past life and still in this life in in ways. But that's what I did growing up. That's a big part of my background. And it gave me the ability to really like integrate that into my branding and into my business. And I've never felt more aligned. And I mean, this is why I love this stuff. This is why I know. This is why all day long, I feel like five times a day I get on this like tangent and I'm like, and that is why I owe my life to astrology. I'm always giving these like love letters to astrology, but it is, it's, it's so the self-actualizing, the permission, the like understanding that full potential and to own all, all parts of you. So let's talk a little bit about past life jazz, because obviously most people who have these like really cool careers, all the people that I'm like, oh yes, like I love what you're doing. 
it's not like you graduate from like university or college with like, here's this four year track to being a holy fuck. Yeah. Um, astrologer, business coach, entrepreneurship leader. So like, what was the journey that just got you here? And a little bit, maybe even your journey about kind of being in this beautiful love, love letter relationship, co-creative relationship with the cosmos through astrology. Yeah. So my background And, you know, you read in my bio that I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years and that all started as an independent artist. I am and was a musician. I write songs and I have a band and I have an EP coming out and like, that's still something that I do, but it's just, it's definitely fully my passion project now next to my business. Whereas for a decade from 15 until I was 25, that was my main focus. And that was everything that I was putting my whole life into. And that was something that I, I mean, when people say like, oh, at 15, you decided to be an independent artist. I felt like I was behind the wheel there because I'd actually grew up in the entertainment industry and I had booked my first job when I was four years old. So I've been earning and like contributing to the Australian version of like my 401k since I was four. Like it's crazy when I think about it from that perspective. And you know, working as a child, it becomes a part of your identity. And so growing up, I was able to achieve a lot. I ended up in corporate sales and I was like the top salesperson in the country. I worked for Mercedes Benz. It was an incredible experience. And I was like 22 and earning like multiple six figures. I had no idea how to like manage that money. I had no idea any of that. I am descending from immigrants. It is not something that I had any idea about. And so I was a workaholic. I was, you know, really frustrated as well with the music industry. It felt Mm -hmm. like my art was being judged, obviously, and therefore I was being judged. And it just was really, it just became really difficult. And I just knew that there was something missing. Like it felt very self-centric to only have music as like my main gig. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't fulfilling this desire to serve really. When I look yeah. back now, I didn't know that at the time, but I had this deep desire to serve and mm. I still didn't fully understand what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I was in a really great position, you know, from the outside looking in. Um, I was working for Mercedes. I was killing it. I was, you know, I had the dream job, the dream car, the dream boyfriend, the dream, the dream apartment, you know, penthouse apartment, the whole works. It was, you know, but I was just deeply unsatisfied. There was something that felt like I wasn't able to be my full self. Just unsatisfied. So I went to this retreat in Bali, a self-love retreat thinking, oh, I'll just go spend some time on my own, (laughs) chill out for a bit. And, um, It's funny because that was actually the first time I traveled after not traveling for three years. Before that, I actually traveled around the world for a year and backpacked. That's a whole nother story. That was really traumatic. So I didn't leave the country for like three years. Mm -hmm. And I went on this solo trip and I was like, whatever reason, I just, I can't remember why I booked it. I can't remember. That's how Mm -hmm. I know it was so universally guided. I get there. It's a couple days in. Everyone else is like crying, weeping. I'm like, I don't really like, I mean, I'm having emotions, but I'm not like, it just felt really intense. 
And then on the fourth day, it was my turn to have a mental breakdown and I did. And it was a hundred percent my spiritual awakening. And I just realized that my whole life was driven by fear because whilst I had all this incredible stuff, I was struggling intensely with anxiety. It's something that I'd struggled with my whole life. I'd been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and I just was living from fear constantly. Mm. And that trip really changed my life because it just opened myself up to the concepts of manifestation and the concepts of soul Mm -hmm. and purpose. I was feeling these things, but I didn't have language. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible. It was beautiful. And I came home and I remember going back to work and people literally saying, like, you look different, like your face is different, like what Mm. happened? And people that I know know me from who I was before that trip and after that trip. And it was from that moment that I really started to understand that I was doing inner work, not just personal development. That's where it really shifted from like, let me learn business so that I don't have to have a label do my business as an independent artist, or let me learn sales and then personal development sort of just like comes along with that. It became soul work from that point. And through that, so that was when I was about 24, I think. Through that, I just really stayed open. Um, I stay open. And I was also, the other thing too, is I struggle with chronic pain as well. So I was really open to healing that. So I was trying Reiki and I was trying no gluten and I was trying medication. I was just trying everything to just satisfy myself and be the best version of myself that I can. And through that, I found astrology. I just went and got a reading. And it was really funny because my astrology teacher, who I actually apprenticed under for two years, who like doesn't have Instagram. She's like old school, like- you know what I mean? Like they don't so you know. That's how you know they're good. They don't have like social media. Uh, she was my boyfriend at the time's best friend's mum, mm. and I only knew that because his sister was in town one day and randomly came to our house, and I told her like I was looking for a natal chart thing. I didn't even really know much about it, and she was like, "Oh, my mum does that," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So anyway, booked two readings with her, was obsessed, asked her, how do I learn this stuff? And she offered me an apprenticeship. And it was the first time I felt like I saw myself outside of myself. It was the first time that I felt like I could really be seen by myself. And it was inherently a language that I understood. I think astrology is incredibly complex, but for me, it never, it never really was that way. And I think she saw that. And wanted to nurture that. And it really was the universe putting me in this position because if you had told me a week before that, that I'd be up at three o'clock in the morning studying astrology, forcing myself to go to sleep, I would have told you were fucking crazy. People who have known me for a really long time were very like, what? You're an astrologer? You're Like I was not that girl. I was not the woo-woo girl. I was not the kid that played with fairies in the garden. I was yeah. not that not that kid. I'm not saying that everyone has to be, but it just was very left field, even for myself. And it's just been such an incredible journey. And I think it just really speaks to the power of self-inquiry and how being open and surrendered and willing to learn about yourself. You know, you're supposed to know yourself better than anyone else, but being willing to uncover parts of yourself and get to know yourself and falling in love with that process what that can lead you to 
is mm-hmm. I think I'm a prime example of like the power of that process. Mm. Oh, I know. I love that. I, I love letter uh, to astrology, but also yeah, like doing that soul work. I think that's an important distinction because I'm laughing that you were like number one salesperson. I'm like, yeah, that that Gemini Scorpio yeah. energy. It's like, yeah, duh. you're like, I got this, and yeah, I'll do like that personal development. I appreciate you making that distinction because there's personal development work, especially that we do in like in the business area, sales area. Then there's like soul work. It's like, oh, where is there a part of my soul that is like yearning and and crying out to me to be seen? And what are the the maladaptive like coping mechanisms or strategies that I've just sort of like been barreling over it? Like just like, and coming back into like that wholeness, back into that conversation with yourself. And like, and then I love that the universe starts opening all these weird doors. I love that you're like, I don't even know how I got to this. You're North Node and Sag, right? Yeah, North Node in Sag, South Node in Gemini. I've got a Gemini stellium in the seventh house. That's another story for another time. Okay, I I love that. (laughs) It's a lot, dude. There's a lot there. And it's on that polarity of knowledge. Yeah, that polarity of knowledge. And I love that you're like, I don't even know how I like was on this trip. And I had another like bad travel experience. But again, like that North Node is so like leaving the comfort zone, like do it again. I don't know how I got here. And I think that in your journey, there's just so much to, I think, take for people of like, and I appreciate you being like, I'm not the child, but like, I think a lot of people, even myself included, were like, oh, like I was the child, like talking to the fairies, if you will, maybe not, maybe people didn't know it, but I have a Pisces moon. So, you know, I'm like, whatever. Um, but I appreciate you like being like, that wasn't me. But again, like when that hit, that truth of that knowledge or that wisdom hit, and then like the Gemini learning, but that Sag also like, direct revelation that like embodied wisdom like you just knew and then you were just off to the races and i love that you were up till 4 a.m with like i'm imagining you with like the charlie day like conspiracy board of all like prince ducks i don't like you get in that rabbit hole of astrology it's like oh my god Dude, it's all making my, sense i mean it's funny because finding astrology also i mean it cracked my whole life open in ways that i wasn't really prepared to have and from learning astrology and then starting that, you know, the partner that I was with at the time thought I was literally going insane. He was like, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you. Yeah. There's something wrong with you. And it showed me all the cracks in my relationship. I wasn't aware, but I was in an abusive relationship. And, you know, it wasn't until I went on another retreat a year later and I read, and this is where like my business really started to be birthed, was I hadn't even like this is like just classic Gemini energy, right? Like I hadn't even like had a website, I didn't have anything. I just had this idea that I wanted to do tarot because I was doing tarot as well and um, and astrology and do readings. And I went on this retreat exactly a year later. So after that um, mm. spiritual awakening. And I just said to everyone on the retreat, I said, hey, I am an astrologer and a tarot reader. And if anybody would like to have a reading, they can come and ask me and I will give you a reading and whatever. And I just was like, this is who I am. This is my business. And I'm, and I'm mm-hmm. going public in a couple of months, really just played that role. And they all came down. I'll never forget. They knocked on my door and they were like, would you do a reading for everybody? Mm. And everyone, like the retreat runners were like asleep in bed and I'm in Bali in this massive villa with all these like cool, like pink lights. And it was just this amazing thing. And they all sat around and I just read for everyone. And it was just the most amazing thing. And I remember calling that boyfriend afterwards and saying to him, oh my God, I just had this incredible experience. I was helping people. Like I was so high and felt so alive. 
And he said that you're not helping them, you're manipulating them. And I was like, cool, this ain't it. (laughs) Thank you for confirming what my guides have been trying to put through. (laughs) Exactly. But your girl has a stellium in the seventh, so I don't leave until something's dead in the ground six feet under double check its pulse. Right? Yeah. So it was probably, uh, I want to say maybe like it took me probably another year after that or maybe like you're allowed nine months to fully leave. But it was, again, it was this spiritual work that just cracked open everything. And I don't think it was just because it was spiritual work. It was because it was in line with my purpose. And because I was so in alignment with my purpose and this work was so what I was put here to do, everything that was not in alignment with that or was, was not vibrationally matched, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. just was cracking beneath me. My sales started dropping at work. Uh, my relationship started, you know, all of these things. It was just, in, yeah. And then before I knew it, I called it quits on that relationship. I handed in my resignation. And the day he moved out of our apartment, I went on Bumble and I said a little prayer and I was like, okay, putting myself out there. And um, I met my fiance. He's my fiance now. We just got engaged a couple of weeks ago. So it's just very funny how like literally the day, because I was like, I'm going to be single. It's going to be great. I'm going to do this cruise. It's going to be fab. I was like, I'm just going to like, you know, meet people. And then I ended up meeting him. And he's a scientist. So if he and I can coexist, then anybody can. You know what I mean? (laughs) Beautiful. I love this illustration. Um, a few things in your story that I'm like loving in terms of the question that I was going to ask you anyway. So mm-hmm. you just, Gemini, Scorpio intuitively like led me there. First of all, I, I really do want to honor, I think so many people, that's like a big fear that I always hear. Like, what is my partner going to think? Especially if you're in a relationship and then you're making this sort of remembering of self, right? Like opening up to this more spiritual part of you. And it's, you can give all the advice in the world, but like, it's something about just like living through it and having to go through it and having to trust. And like you said, just like the cracks in the foundation. And I think it's interesting because we started this call with you being like, yes, I am like the villain and, you know, repping for the villains, the Zodiac. And when people come and like, you'll come to my OG 101 kind of like astrology workshops is like the first rules, like obviously no like sign bashing, no lazy astrology. We all carry all 12 signs within us. And I think about the people in my life who had the most significant impact on me, especially spiritually, Scorpio and Gemini. Like just, and I love, so I like ride so hard for my Scorpio Gemini placements. But I say that usually Scorpio placements, especially a Scorpio rising, is like, it can be such a um, like projector and reflector back of people's shadow. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious, was that person a manipulator? Would you say? Yes. Yeah. 100%. He was literally abusive. Literally (laughs) you. Like, you're like, yeah. You're just seeing your shadow reflect back to me. And like, what? (laughs) Yeah, dude. And and that's where I think because, I mean, I didn't even know I was a Scorpio rising then, but because I was just becoming so acutely aware of my gifts and my talents and what I came here to be and what my soul asked for and why, that's what astrology does. You know, it's such a common misconception. I'm sure you know this too. Like astrology is not here to put you in a box and tell you who you are. It's here to help you figure out what you are and understand that. It's here to put language to how you already feel. And so when I had that experience, 
I just could see it was it was funny because as much as I heard him say all these things to me, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg, I also had all this empathy for him at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, I have a lot of empathy for him. He was hurt. He was an alcoholic. He was mm-hmm. he had gone through a lot of trauma in his life. He um was in the military. You know, mm-hmm. that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing having to deal mm-hmm. with that. Like, you know, he did not have an easy life in the present and in the past. It doesn't excuse for a long time that I excused that behavior. But once I was raising my own self-worth to realize like I don't actually have to stay in this mm-hmm. to love this person, mm-hmm. to love this person, you know, <laughs> like I don't have to abandon myself to 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 love this person. And you know, again, it was just the tip of the iceberg of what I experienced, but Scorpio does have that, and we see it in human design too. I've got a five line. I don't know too much about that. I don't know. I'm not a human design expert, but that's very much a fifth line thing of like Mm -hmm. people can kind of put you on a pedestal and then they can kind of project Mm -hmm. onto you. And I just see that in the Scorpionic archetype as well. And you know, it's it's just very interesting how that awareness has helped me even as a coach and as an entrepreneur mm. and as a person who leads a team and, you know, someone who has clients. Mm-hmm. You know, people are projecting on me, someone who's on social media, people are projecting on me all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I've been able to reconcile and learn how to deal with that because I understand that it's a part of what my soul came here to work through and work out. And that's my choice if I want to leverage it as a gift. And so that's what I did in my relationship. That's what I did when I became single. I think that's how I was able to call in my love of my life so quickly and all the things and create the business that I did. I mean, my business grew really, really quickly from that point on. Within six months, I was living with Dan, my partner, my fiance. I was already full-time in my business and I was like doing like $10,000 a month. Like it was crazy. Yeah. It was oh, nuts. That's incredible. It's just like, okay, alignment. Let's go. So Scorpio. So I, I always say that. I'm like, they're just, and that's why I think it's so important as a Scorpio rising placement to figure out your shit, figure out your shadow and figure oh, out yeah. your fullness. So that way you don't, like when someone gives that to you, you're just like empathy. That's not mine. Love. That's not return to sender. Like that's not yes. mine. And if you want to go through the transformative death rebirth cycle, I will be there with you. Gates of hell and back. Like I'll pack the snacks. I'll put on the playlist. But like I'm not taking that on as my own. And I, I think that's a beautiful illustration of um, repping, repping for the Scorpio. So I guess let's talk about business. Let's talk about these. Like you just hit the ground running. Clearly there was like that alignment, that flow. And I, I love that you understanding your chart is what was just such like an activation for all of this. So now you help people in so many ways and you have so many great tips, but like, I guess I'll ask you before I kind of go into my Virgo line of questioning, is there an aspect of like your business of your coaching and working people? Like, is there one aspect that's like your favorite part or something that always lights you up in terms of like the part you get to or a methodology or an aha moment? Cause I'm always just intrigued. Like, I think that like being a space holder, a coach and mentor is the coolest privilege in the world. And it like, it's like my entertainment. It is like my drug. It is high, like when there's certain moments. So do you have anything just in terms of like the big, you know, you do a lot for people, but is there something that stands out to you? 
Yeah, I mean, hard question to ask a Gemini who loves everything. Right? Like, <laughs> I wasn't trying to troll you, but that's no, actually but hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like a very hard question because, I mean, for a really long time in my business, I struggled to to niche, right? I, I just was always running off my highest excitement. And I think that works really well when you're at the beginning of your business. Mm-hmm. But that can only be sustained for so long because the beginner's glory, like the beginner's magic, you need to transition out of that at some point and into your authority and you know if you really want to scale and grow. And so for me, it was really hard once I knew I was sort of done with that phase mm-hmm. personally to figure out like, what was I doing? Because mm. again, you know, I loved astrology and I loved helping people with the inner work, but I also have been an entrepreneur for 15 years. So I started doing business, my purpose work. Mm-hmm. And then, then I was like, actually I made like over $7 million of profit for Mercedes Benz. I should probably be talking about strategy. <laughs> like yeah. probably know some stuff. I love the aha, like the sacred, you know, girl, like that might be helpful to you. That might like, be helpful. That was cool. I did it from Mercedes Benz, but I think they're good. Maybe I should bring that into. I love those moments of like the connecting the dots, like of like kind of this earth world, spiritual world, like you know, practical, yeah. magical. It's like, oh yeah, I'm really fucking good at that. Exactly. And I think I just really struggled with standing in the things that I was good at by honoring the things that I loved. And not abandoning myself, but also leveraging my own skills. Like it was just very difficult for me to do that. And it wasn't until I want to say about eight months ago where I really just stopped playing into the rhetoric that I had to choose one thing, that I had to either be the spiritual astrology girl or the tarot girl or the business coach girl or the manifestation girl or whatever. You know, I'm constantly learning. I'm a Gemini. Like I'm constantly yeah, learning. Well. Like, and whenever I learn something that really impacts me, I go and learn that thing. So yeah. like last year I got certified as a hypnotherapist because I've been doing hypnotherapy for three years and it's changed my fucking life. Yeah. So I have such a Mary Poppins bag of mm-hmm. tricks, not just because I've been an entrepreneur for so long, but also because I just, I'm a Gemini and that's just like how I roll. Yeah. And so there's no particular – it's hard for me to answer that question because that's really why people come to me is because I have this plethora of skills and expertise that are really deep and strong because I've been doing business entrepreneurship for such a long time. And I realized that that was truly like my mission is I really wanted to help entrepreneurs elevate their businesses to the next level. Mm. Whatever that may be. So whether that's you're an entrepreneur who is scaling from a million to three million, or whether you're an entrepreneur at heart and you want to start your first business, I'm here to fuck with all of you Mm. and I can help you get to that next level. I'm here to help people transform. So when I see that moment where people click, and for some people you can literally see it happening. And then for others, you know, you're coaching with them for four months and it kind of feels a little bit skew if and whatever, but then something clicks. I just say something to them where I'm like, you know, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. You you don't have to act like that. (laughs) You know, you don't have to X, Y, Z. You know that it's okay to ask for this. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck. And I can (sighs) see them being seen by me. 
And that, that changes everything. That changes the cadence in which they create speed towards their success. That's when we start to see all their incredible creative ideas come through. You know, that moment, I live for that moment. I live for that moment where they feel like they're fully being seen. And it's not that everything's perfect and, oh, they booked this client and they went viral on Instagram or whatever. Those Mm -hmm. things are great. Mm -hmm. I don't care about that. I live for that moment where they're like, oh, holy fuck, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm fucking the best. And this bitch that I've employed (laughs) is like riding for me right now. Yes. And that just, that empowerment, Mm -hmm. I live for it because that's what you need to Mm. break through a glass ceiling. You can see all of the wonders of this of the world mm-hmm. on the other side of that glass ceiling. And people come to me when they don't know how to get through that strategically mm-hmm. or from a mindset perspective, or you know, they want to understand their astrology to get through there. Yes. But I can give you all that information, but without you doing that moment, yeah. It's all just information until that we're we're just packing the bag at that point yeah and then now we can actually ride now we can go I love that oh that's so what I'm here for and so you have like in terms of getting people there obviously we're using a myriad of tools that you have but tell me a little bit about you have this thing called like the vortex of success yeah and how to leverage that for what my favorite word you put in it sustainable business growth which I think is a huge important it's like one word it's like yeah so important so can you tell us a little bit about that and like some of the simple steps to get into it yeah so let's just talk about sustainable success first because I think that that will help us understand why the vortex of success is a thing and it's important so sustainable success is so much more than just like ethical sales mm-hmm. strategies. It's really about how do we carve out our own unique path to success for ourselves? Because here's the thing, every strategy works. Mm-hmm. I know that some coaches probably don't want you to know that, but they actually all work. It's just, is it going to work for you? Is mm-hmm. it going to work for your energy? Is it going to work for your business? Is it going to work for your version of success? So sustainable success hinges, like your ability to sustain success hinges on your ability to understand your own unique success path. So that's the first piece. You can't get into the vortex of success without that knowledge, which is why I utilize astrology so much because it's like DNA, right? It's literally so specific to you. Nobody has the same chart as you and nobody's expression, even twins, their expression of their chart isn't going to be the same because their life experience also Mm -hmm. affects their chart, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about success and and achieving this holy fuck version of success that I talk about all the time, the only way that you can do that is by carving out that path to success, right? So you've got to do that work. But that's all well and good to have the road in front of you. We don't want to be like hauling fucking shit and like trudging down that path. No. We want to be jet plane, let's go, (laughs) right? Exactly. So the vortex of success is how you get in that jet plane. Mm. And what it really comes down to is, well, it's the four laws of success really, which is Mm. the action that you take, how you show up, so your attractiveness for what it Mm -hmm. is that you want, the Mm. consistency and your proximity. So 
how consistently are you showing up and taking mm-hmm. action and who's around you? Like what's on you? Do you need to let go of some shit so you're lighter and you can rise, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's about making yourself literally aerodynamic mm-hmm. so that you can actually achieve that success. So when we think about getting in the vortex of success, it's really about having fun, making mm-hmm. sure that you are healthy and nourished. It's about believing in yourself. It's about allowing yourself to have emotions, but move through them. It's about trust. I have a whole masterclass on it. It's literally free, so you can go and take it. It'll be in the links that I'll um, give, but it's really just understanding that you can be a vacuum to your success, that you don't have to think about always like there's just this rhetoric in like the spiritual community that like if you think about thought, mm-hmm. like it's all over, right? Mm-hmm. The vortex of success puts you back in that driver's seat and says, don't wait. It says, what can I do? Who can I be? How can I do this consistently? And how can I create, put more people and energy around me mm-hmm. that perpetuates that belief? That's what the vortex of success is at the end of the day. But the biggest thing that I learned when it comes to the vortex of success, which is something I, a concept that I came up with, understood, I guess, I don't think it's mine. (laughs) You know, I think it definitely came from something more was when I was really, really stressed in my business and I took a week off. I didn't post on Instagram. I didn't post an email. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't record a podcast. I didn't upload. I did nothing. I think it did for about 10 days and I made money mm-hmm. and I was like, and not just reoccurring, like I made new sales and I was like, hang on a second, <laughs> nothing's gone out. No one's in a funnel. Yeah. People have just remembered and gone and purchased. And what I did during that time was all the things I talk about at that masterclass for Vortex of Success. Mm. which is just have fun, trust my business, stay mm-hmm. present, you know, all mm-hmm. these all these beautiful things. But the thing is, is like the vortex of success doesn't mean anything if there's no path for you to do it. And so that's why I talk about laws of success versus paths of success and how these two things are different, but they actually work together, much like we work with the universe, much like the universe works with us as within, so without, as above, so below. It's very much that same concept. Oh, I love that. I really love that shift in like, I'm sure as you know, it's like people have come to me or you know, I'm sure have come to you. And like I've actually experienced, just like your story, like I've experienced all of the like success on paper, but like how I yeah. got there was like, I was stressed. I was riddled with anxiety. I was not sleeping. I am not, my relationships are not good. Like I don't have a relationship with myself. And so I think- to ship into this and, and using the vortex of success and, and using everything you're talking about as a way of like really, yeah, being in that flow state. And again, it's not like you're not working. It's not that you're just like, oh, I'm just going to sit in my bathtub and like use a, a yoni wand and like manifest millions of dollars. It's oh like, my God. Well, yes, there's of I course can. like sacred action steps and there's like the showing up and there are moments that are going to be like breaking out of you know your comfort zone, but then it doesn't have to always be this like grind, this like hustle, this like clenching. Um, but it takes so much to like, Decondition from that. That's why you do need someone like a guide to help you because it's so easy to go like 
act like the first day you're like, oh, like I didn't post. And you're like, but comes clenched. Like my whole business is going to fall apart. So you're talking to a literal diagnosed workaholic. <laughs> like that was the most uncomfortable week of my whole fucking life. Like I actually hated it. You know, like it sucked for me, but I was like, this is not sustainable. I cannot yeah. continue to run a business this way, being attached, being obsessed, being like, constantly looking for shit to tweak and work. And da, 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 da. It's exhausting. I'm going to put myself in an early grave. And a really honest conversation that I had, and this is also speaks to what sustainable success really is, is that was sustainable when I was 25. That was sustainable when I was 18 yeah. and I was working, I, you know, back yeah. then I was working shift work and I was doing yeah. all this stuff. I mean, it really wasn't sustainable. I actually got really sick, but it's like. You could hold it up in the air. You I could hold it, it, you know, because yeah. I wasn't uh, in a long-term committed relationship. I wasn't out here trying to like build a relationship into marriage. I wasn't thinking about having children. I wasn't, I didn't run my own business. Like. There's so many factors, and this is another thing I talk about with sustainable success is like sustainability, and I actually learned this from my scientist boyfriend. He is an environmental scientist. He literally (laughs) works with sustainability. And I asked him, I was like, can you give me the actual definition of sustainability? Mm. And this is not verbatim, and this is my JB version of it, but basically sustainability is about growth and knowing that growth does have negative impacts, but placing the seed in the place where you can, with all the information that you have, understand that it's going to have the least amount of negative impacts. So we're talking about sustainable success. There are going to be negative impacts of success. There is negative impacts all the time. You can't place a seed and it grow and it not affect the things around it in a negative way in some way, shape, or form. We just want to minimize, right? So I love that because I was like, oh, I don't have to feel good all the time. I just have to minimize it. Yes. Right. Yes. So you do that through slow. You do it through connecting to, well, when it comes to success, you do that through connecting to the vision, playing the long game. You know, yeah. if you put in something, that is going to fuck up an environment, it's because it's growing too fast, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Or it's leaking something out. That's what's making it unsustainable. So when we think about that energetically and we think about it strategically from a business perspective, we, one, have to think about it as two things because you're not a robot, like we're humans, so you're not a machine. (laughs) So you have to remember that. And Two, there is this machine, whether it's the online space or whatever it may be, the strategy that we need to figure out a way that we can customize and utilize the right strategies for you and your energy and vice versa so that we can create a sustainable, successful business. I have grown very quickly. It's not sustainable. I've grown Mm. very slowly took me 10 years to be an independent artist. I was fucking slow. That was unsustainable Mm -hmm. as well. So it's not about going quickly or going too slow or anything like that. It's about finding a cadence that is consistent and is going to allow you to go like this rather than like this. Because you're going to go like this. If you're in business, you're, you're, there's no video, but going up and down versus going just a slow, beautiful ascend 
that's the energy that we want business in. And that's not sexy to some people, you know, but it is sexy to entrepreneurs who have been doing doing the roller coaster and they're like, actually. Nervous system up, down, up, down. You're like, actually, that sounds a nice steady ascend. Sounds lovely. Sounds lovely. Like, what if I told you that I could guarantee you you'd be exactly where you want to be in 10 years? Yeah. You'd be like, okay, chill, vibe. (laughs) No worries. You know, you'd be like, cool, I'll just do what I'm doing. Keep going. It takes all the pressure off. And it's just, you know, this concept, it's helped me so much in my own life. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's given me the ability to actually think like, oh, I could have a family and not work Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. six months or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that was a foreign concept to me. It scared the shit Mm -hmm. out of me to become a mother because I didn't know who I would be if I couldn't work, even just for like a month. Right. You know, like that was like fucking up my shit with my identity and working with this concept, it's opened up more possibility to me. And it's also allowed me to be more successful because I'm not rushing. Everything I'm doing is considered. People can fucking feel that. And that creates more trust. And so whatever you're trying to do in your life, yeah, whether it's calling a partner or, you know, build a business, whatever it is, you can't rush the process. If it's meant to come to you quickly, it will. Believe me, it will. And you don't have control over it anyway. So the best you can do is those four laws of success. Take action, attract. So be who you need to be to be in alignment Mm -hmm. with what you want. Be consistent and make sure you've got the right people around you. That's it. Mm -hmm. So good. I love that. And having the right people around you is so huge because we just can't, we can't do it alone. We can't do it. Our success can come to us no. like a vacuum, but we can't do it like in a vacuum. And I think that that is yes. so, such a good like point to land on with that. And then of course, like I want to keep you here forever and talking before we kind of like begin to wrap up and you can let people know all of the amazing ways to work with you. Cause I'm sure they're like chomping at the bit. You did put something on the form and I was like, you know what, if we can just do a little appetizer of this. Oh, yeah. You talked about making selling easy and effortless using your natal chart and even just a high oh, level yeah. talk because I think obviously the soul aligned entrepreneurs, we have the mission, we have the vision, we have the creativity, but I feel like the selling or the like money talk or anything that's like putting yourself out there immediately is like record scratch, like, like, wait, what? So I love anyone who can like demystify or take the ick or any like the blocks around selling. So can you give us a little like high level, maybe some practical magic for people to, to use from that? Yeah. So I want everyone to understand that selling is just communication. It's literally just talking and relating to another person. When I was working at Mercedes Benz, people were like, how are you doing what you're doing? How are you converting this many sales? I was like really green. I'd never been in the industry before. I even had like people from like other states like wanting to fly in there like their workers to like shadow me and they were like what are you doing and I was like I don't know I literally don't know I'm just like talking to them like they're humans yes and this is what selling is people who are masters at selling they understand the the techniques and they and they're leveraging them but when they're actually in that conversation with you they're actually fully Mm. present that stuff is just on autopilot it's just how they communicate. And what they're doing is they're actually just coming from a pace of service. So I actually used to say to people, 
and this is like a really great one, actually, like we hear all the time, like qualify your buyer, right? If you've been Mm -hmm. in any sort of like sales, like build rapport, what you actually want to do there is find out what they need and then just sell them what they need. That's it. Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now that if you have a product, if you don't have a product that they need, don't sell to them because they're not going to be an aligned client for you. Send them to somebody else, one of your friends who does have what they need or someone that you really love that you work with that does have what they need. Don't be afraid to let people go because if you're not selling people what they need, yeah, one, either you're not super clear on your messaging, so that's going to make it harder to sell because you're just going to get people in your space that aren't super aligned. Two, you're not clear on what it on the transformation that you're providing. So the product needs some work. If you can get those two things in alignment, when you get to the moment of selling, it's not about convincing them if they need something. It's about helping them understand why they need it and how it can help this need that they already have. So you're literally just having a conversation, literally just be like, okay, like, okay, it sounds like you need hypnotherapy. Sounds like you need to go and maybe get your natal chart read because getting your natal chart read can really help with XYZ. And then when you're talking to people like that, you're actually like not really selling to them. You're just like being a nice person and they're <laughs> buying it from you. Yes. Like oh we have goodness. to just humanize this process. And the best way to do that is to just get in really deep relationship. If you're struggling with sales, if you're struggling with selling, if it feels really uncomfortable for you, go make love to your Mercury placement. Go hang out with your Mercury placement, see what's aspecting it, have a look at the house, work with it, nurture it, Mm. get to know it, work with that placement. That's your selling. That's when you're selling, you're you're activating your Mercury. And the second one would also be your rising sign. Your rising sign is like your PR. I always say it's like your brand. Mm-hmm. So I look whenever someone comes to me about like creative branding, I'm always like, mm-hmm. how do we leverage your rising and anything that's aspecting it? Mm-hmm. Because the branding does help, especially mm-hmm. online for digital mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. You know, that is just a way that you can consistently get people to understand who they're talking to and create that like, know, and trust. That's really in alignment with who you are, and making sure that that's really reflective. It just means that you're leveraging how people are perceiving you anyway. So when you're selling to someone, you're in your rising sign as it is, but you're activating your Mercury. So maybe there's a square happening between your Mercury and your rising. Maybe there's some shit to uncover and that's why it's so hard. Like there could be a reason why this stuff is hard and that's in your chart as well. So this is all stuff that, you know, I help all my clients work through and it's really personal. Like Mm-hmm. There's not just one way to sell because how I sell and how you're meant to sell and how the next person's meant to sell. I mean, it goes definitely 12 ways and then everything <laughs> else that's on top of it, you know, like there's just ways in which we yeah. can leverage, not just so it works, but so it's easy for you and it feels comfortable for you. And I never make my clients do things that they're not meant to. Like, yeah. I'll give a very quick example because I feel like this is very powerful. One of my clients, Marissa, we're working, she's in the building phase of her business. She's just started her Instagram. She just left her corporate job. 
very, very, very beginning stages of her business and rebuilding. And I said to her, you know, she's not on Instagram and I'm not making Mm -hmm. her get on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She's a hypnotherapist. She does like a lot of spiritual work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a moment where I was like, I should be telling her to get on Instagram and she should be doing this and she should be doing that and this tactic and this tactic and this tactic. Mm -hmm. Hang on a second. She's a Pisces moon, Pisces midheaven. Mm-hmm. Cancer sun, cancer rising. Mm. This bitch doesn't need to show her face. She doesn't need to be <laughs> out here showing, like, like me as a Gemini, being like, "Look at this cool rock I found on my walk." Like that's how I yes. show up on Instagram. You know, <laughs> she doesn't out- need to be out here doing that. She's already booking clients. She's already like, she's killing it. She's got people listening to her podcast because she works and sells in a more intuitive, less zip, zip, zappy like me, you know, it's just different. And so I was talking to her about that the other day and she's like, you know, I'm so glad that you do that. Like you haven't made me jump on Instagram and told me that I need to cold DM people. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's like, no, because that's not going to work for you because Mm -hmm. I know your energy and that's just not going to be like, it will work, but it won't be sustainable. So what's the point? Right. Yes, like I can, you could do it like a dog on his hind legs for like yeah you could do it for a month but like is it gonna feel good? again is it gonna feel good you can get like the strategy is gonna work we talked about like you said like the coaches <laughs> myth busting every strategy is gonna work but like is it gonna feel good is it gonna get you to your version of success I'm very much also uh, as a, a Cancer rising Pisces moon on my midheaven I'm like. I uh, relate to that woman. Um, so. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't. I said that to her. I was like, it doesn't mean that you can't speak and you can't show yeah. your face at one point. But with that Pisces cancel, it needs to be on your terms. Like it needs to be when you feel ready and you feel called and your intuition is saying yes to this. Yeah. You'll know. And I just trust that she'll know. And I think in me trusting her that she'll know she trusts herself. And I think that's really the power of, I think, the work that I do and why I'm so proud of my clients and the work Mm -hmm. that I do and why I'm so passionate about it and why I want to destigmatize spiritual practices in business and entrepreneurship is because this is how we create a world where everybody gets to experience success. And if everyone Mm. feels like they're successful, we live in a different society. Oh, yeah. 100%. There's less hate in the world. Right. Like that's a massive, big impact. So it's important. It's important that we decondition. It's important that we get in rooms mm-hmm. where we're fostered, truly fostered, mm-hmm. not just taught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, all this. Um, I love, first of all, yeah. I appreciate your double Gemini because everything you know, different background and I'm going to come on your podcast and tell my whole story. Yeah. Different background, but similar wavelengths, similar frequencies, similar themes. And especially for me, like business is the spiritual practice. Spiritual practice is like honed through business. Like it's always been like one and the same for me. Yeah. And I have my Gemini, my 12th house, my North Node, my Chiron mm. there. So I always, like I feel, into, I've known all of this, like non-verbally since like, yes, like the journey I've been on is like how to articulate that and spread my message and, and trust it. And so it's really just been nice for me personally to be like, this is why I feel this way. Like you've really helped in that that verbalizing, that articulating. Just again, like I think how it's so powerful. And again, like like removing the stigma of, of you know, spirituality in the workplace. And 
in your business, it's like, it has to be. Cause like we just clearly what's been going on isn't working. So like, hello, like we, we got to try a new path. And the proof is in the pudding. Like I think people ask me from my podcast, the person in the bathroom is like, what do you say to skeptics? And I'm like, I just really don't talk to skeptics because I want to work with the people who are ready to go. And like, yeah, I'm curious, but I don't know at all. But like, I, I'm feeling ready for a change. I've done it all of the, you know, norm core muggle ways. Now I'm ready to like, drop in and, and let it be mystical, let it be magical, let, let it be like surrender to the divine. So I love everything you said. It's just such like a well-articulated, beautiful word witchery of like this, 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 the concise, clear love note. And I know people now are just like, okay, okay, like, where are the links? How do I work with you? So tell people about like, um, I know you have a few different options, ways to be able to start like, um, yeah, just studying under you, working with you. So yeah. let us know like, yeah, what, what are the options? Yeah. So when it comes to working with me, I offer like premium one-on-one business coaching and that's really curated to you. So it's a six month journey at the minimum. And, you know, we walk in with an intention and maybe you really want to focus on mindset. Maybe you really want to focus on, you know, the inner work. Maybe you really Mm -hmm. want to focus on strategy and building your business. It's all in the context of you stepping into your highest success as an entrepreneur and building a business that feels good for you and feels aligned. So there's that. We can always jump, like if anyone wants to just like jump right in and like fucking go for it, like let's do that. But then I also have my membership, which is like my Patreon. It's connected to my podcast. And that would be the other place as well that I would say is a really great place to learn. The podcast is, I mean, I go fucking ham in that podcast. And then the Patreon is where I go even deeper. It's literally the kind of content that your coach can't post online that you guys can see I'm pretty filterless. And I really just go in and just give people the education and just like the hot fucking takes like of the reality of what it's like to be an entrepreneur, a digital entrepreneur. So there's that. And, and, you know, I, I also have my business astrology intensive, which I feel like your audience is probably going to be like, okay, that's the vibe because it's 30 days. We hang out for 30 days. The first two weeks, I do all the work. You just give me all the information. Then I actually mm-hmm. submit back to you an audio book, a personalized audio book breakdown of all of your placements in the mm-hmm. context of your business and making sure that you're in like full alignment. And then we have that support as well to work through it and coach and all of the things. So that tends to be a really, really great place that people mm. like to start because you still get that depth, but you're not like, okay, I'm jumping in for six months if you're not quite ready for that. So if you're thinking about you want, like if you vibe with this and you want to step into this like esoteric entrepreneurship vibe, that's really what I call this concept that I do mm-hmm. is esoteric entrepreneurship, then jump into any of those and follow me on Instagram because that's where all the information is and where I keep everyone updated and yeah, go listen to the podcast as well. And we're going to have Maddie on and it's going to be great. Yay. Oh my goodness. Such a wealth of knowledge, resources, wisdom, humor, realness. I love it. Um, This has been so juicy and obviously everyone go show Jazz some love on Instagram, check out all this, the Patreon, the links. And you know, even if like you're not ready to fully commit, just send some love. Like this was a Yeah, a, just a, like, send me a DM moment. actually. Send me a DM. It's like such a nice offering. Also, I feel like when guests come on, I'm like, let people know that like they're resonating, like connect. Yes. Make a Gemini friend connection. Okay. 
Can you please, like, it's actually something that I like wanted, actually sent an intention with. I'm so glad that you said that. I feel like the universe like knew because I was, I forgot to say this, that when I go on podcast now, I want to say and just tell you directly, please come send me a DM and tell me that you came from the Cosmic yeah. RX radio podcast. Like, yes. please tell me that this is where you've come from. Don't just like follow me. And then like, you just get lost in the ethos. Like, I want to know that you're part of this community and I want to connect. So send me a DM if you just want to like chat, if you want to chat about the office, what's right for you, what's not. Like, let's just, let's just chat about it. Let's just go. Let's be friends. She's double Gemini. (laughs) Like she's not afraid to chat and spill some tea in the DM. So get up in there. I'll send you like 800 voice notes, you know? (laughs) Oh my God. Are we the same person with that? Legit me. I'm not even joking. I love the voice notes. Well, this was such a treat. Thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, yeah, go go slide in Jazz's DMs. I know you all are the best, the most like engaged, enthusiastic audience of Cosmic Baddies. And Jazz, just such a pleasure. Anything you just want to say to wrap up or any one last little bit of love note to, to the baddies out there? I just want to leave you guys all on the remembrance that your soul came here for a fucking reason, mm-hmm. that your dharma matters and you get to monetize your gifts, your strengths, your talents into your job. And if you know, and you know that if that's on your heart, if that's what you want to do, I just want to give you full permission to do that. Um, mm-hmm. That's esoteric entrepreneurship. That ne- is needed in this world right now mm-hmm. forevermore. And just do it. Please do it. Whether it's with me or whether it's with somebody else, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I want to give you permission to say yes to that, figure it out and go, fucking go, you know? Let's do it. I love it. Thank <laughs> you, Jazz. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other Cosmic Baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.